Welcome to Porch Talk. This is the true story of three strangers picked to work at a camp together and have their lives monitored. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. I'm Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee, aka Kentucky. Easy tell him, also known as Papito, also known as Dick Down His mo- no, Never mind, we're done. We're what happened done. to the uh, experimental one you had? I mean, I don't remember, it? but I knew you had an experimental one. Yeah, there. <laughs> It was something last week, and we were just like, no, absolutely not. I think I was in support of it, obviously, but, you know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Anyway, we have a little special edition of Port Talk this week with there's so much going on in the sports world with NFL free agency, uh, Conor McGregor getting arrested, shout out to the boy one time, champ champ, and just a lot more other stuff going on. It's going to be primarily a Port Talk sports talk uh, podcast. But we'll make sure to put those, uh, you know, timestamps in there. So that way, if you don't care about it, you can skip it, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to start off with the real, probably the most important thing that's happened in the past week. Uh, Paige Lee was asked out on a date. And I think we need to hear the story about this because I haven't heard it. And I'm very excited. Also very worried for her because Kentucky does have a kidnapping problem. <laughs> uh, so, Paige, if you just want to tell us all about that, that would be lovely. Okay, first off, we only have a kidnapping problem sometimes. It's not mm. a known thing, but anyway. So, this actually just happened within the last probably hour. Right before the, we started recording this podcast. But, you know, as my weekly routine goes before we record an episode of Porch Chalk, I always get Panda Express for dinner. I have every single week since we started this podcast. It's my little ritual, right? So I go through the drive-thru, and they're like, you know, your broccoli beef's going to take a little bit longer than normal. Got to get, you know, some fresh broccoli or whatever. So just pull up to the parking lot. We'll bring it out to you. I know. (laughs) I know. It's frozen, but freshly cooked. Um, So I go and park in the parking lot. I'm facing the restaurant. And there's this beautiful silver f-150 parked next to me and i look over and there are these two really cute boys and if you've heard me say anything about kentucky boys in kentucky are not cute none of them are and so i was i was kind of surprised so i looked at them and I was like, oh yeah they're cute whatever so i was like on my phone my window is down because it's like 70 degrees here today and all of a sudden, this gray truck backs up and then pulls in to my driver's side. So he was on my passenger side, and then he just backs up and pulls over to my driver's side. And I had the window down, and I look over, and this arm with a full sleeve of tattoos sticks out the window. And he was like, ma'am. And I was like, hello. And he's like, I just wanted to let you know that you're beautiful. And... Every time I go out anywhere, boys don't hit on me. So this is like the first time this has ever happened to me. So I was kind of shook. And then I look up and turns out the boy was real, real pretty. Like my type pretty too. Not just like cute. He was actually my type. And um, I was like, oh, like, thank you. That was very sweet. And then he's like, is there any way I can get your number? And I was like, well, is there any way I can get your name first? I can't just, you know, give out my number randomly. And he's like, oh, yeah, my name is Tyler. And we, like, introduced ourselves and talked a little bit. I gave him my number. 
And then he put, he reached up and put his arm on my car. And while we were talking and I, I talked to him about his tattoos and stuff. And then I left and then he called me and asked me to go play pool with him at the party wagon classic. And yeah, I'm about to go do that after we record this podcast. Is he a local man? Oh, no, he is not a local. I forgot that part. So when I was talking to him about his tattoo or his tattoo sleeve, um, he was telling me that he was from Alaska. Mm. And he's like pointing out all the different things on his like sleeve that was from Alaska, all this stuff. And I was like, well, why are you in Kentucky? And he said he's some kind of water maintenance contractor and he's down here for some kind of job. And then before I gave him my number, he asked me how old I was. And I told him I was 24. And then I asked him and he said he was 22. And if anybody knows anything about me, I only date younger guys. So it, it was perfect. It's actually sickening, but continue. What'd you say? <laughs> it's kind of sickening because the last person I had to say that they only dated younger people was R. Kelly. <laughs> but it's cool. You and R. Kelly have the same tendencies, no big deal. Um, well, I don't date children. Oh, I just said they're younger than me, but okay. But yeah. He allegedly dated children. Um, so this date, are you, what, what did you reply when he asked you on a date? That's what we need. Well, I told him, I was like, when and where? And he said, um, like nine o'clock. And I was like, well, I've got something to do first, but I will let you know when I'm done. Cause I have to record this podcast. And he was like, all right, well, just let me know. And then we'll figure it out when you're done. I was like, okay. Did he offer the paddy wagon or did you offer the paddy wagon? No, he said, where do you want to, he said, do you want to go play pool? And I said, where? And he said, either the hotel or the bar. And then I said, okay, the paddy wagon has a pool table. And he said, okay, yeah. Oh, he was trying to get you to the hotel. Yeah, he wasn't even messing around. He said, girl, come over here. And you almost (laughs) did. No, I did not. If If it had just been at his hotel, by myself, I never would have gone. But my roommate's going to go with me, and we're going to go to the bar, not his hotel. Yeah, I was going to say, um, with all the kidnapping going on in Kentucky, and this guy just pulling up with the sleeves, having a truck, trying to sweet talk you. He had a friend with him in the truck, and his friend was cute, too. Yeah, that's how people kidnap, in twos. Oh. In case <laughs> you fight. <laughs> I didn't know it was a duo type thing. Yeah, man, they're gonna they're like, look, if you start kicking, like you you you've been working out, you're at the gym, he might not be able to handle you. Oh, what if he's short? Paige, have you addressed this? Oh no, he's not short. How do you did he get out of the truck? Yeah, he got out of the truck. Oh, oh, oh. He was scoping out your car to see which one it was so he could kidnap you when you go back to it. Interesting. Oh, thank you for that. Plot twist. (laughs) Plot twist. He walked over to the car so he could slowly walk back and peep our license plates. Now he knows where you live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He he didn't drive around the back of my car. Did you say that he put his arm on your car? He did. You know what? He got the VIN watched... number from the windshield. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. I've watched a lot of uh, spy movies. He put a tracker on you. He knows where you're at at all times. You know, I was really excited about this <laughs> until like five minutes ago. 
And now I'm completely Paige, freaked I mean, out at this rate, and you're talking me out of it. At this rate, you got to go on the date. Because if you don't, he's popping up at your house anyway. <laughs> God, he's about to pull a whole U on you, Paige. Oh, my God. What do you God. mean he's going to pull a U on you? The TV show. Oh, a U. <laughs> Oh, they gotta call that. T- they gotta call that show something else. Because whenever I say you, no one ever gets to reference. Yeah, they've got to. Yeah, because it's very. Confusing. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start saying. I heard it didn't get picked up. No way. Yeah. No, it's already been signed for a second season. No, but they dropped it. Mm, that'd be wild. I'm gonna start calling it Capital U. <laughs> that would be one of the difference. I'm just fucking with you. I don't know if they dropped it or what. They mm. didn't drop it. You're full of shit. <laughs> I just said I was fucking shoot. <laughs> also, and while we're speaking of dropping shit, Empire got dropped. Did y'all see that? The whole show? Yeah, they didn't pick up the next season. I feel like it wasn't they popping anyway. It's so repetitive. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, it's super repetitive, and I, I know a lot of people in the community, the black people, they <laughs> like power more. So that was starting to take out Empire. That doesn't surprise me. Hmm. So, Paige, you're bringing someone with you on this date? Well, he had a friend, so I'm going to bring a friend. All right, just making sure. I didn't want you riding solo there. Oh, absolutely. You would have had to FaceTime us the whole time. What if both of these guys want you? Like, oh. And they didn't. What if they were trying to run a little oh. greasy? <gasps> Your roommate can't be there for that. What made you even think of that? <laughs> Two guys, one guy goes and picks her up. Both of the guys were cute. This is the classic, we're going to run the three seat. (laughs) They're out of town. They're from Alaska. They don't see girls in Alaska because it's so dark all the time. Literally everything is adding up. You got to leave your friend home. (laughs) You all have literally talked me out of going. All I'm saying is if your friend goes, the three seat is off the table. What about a 4C? Mm, that's tricky. Because he had a truck. I don't know how big his truck was, so it might not have been enough space for a 4 I'm not going to lie. I imagine that his truck was lifted. Was it lifted, Paige? This, oh. Was it his Damn. truck? He didn't drive his own truck all the way down from this, Alaska, did he? This sounds like a rental. Yeah, it had to be a rental. Honestly, didn't think that far ahead. How were his teeth? <laughs> they were beautiful. What kind of hair did he have? He had black hair and he was wearing a hat. Can Mm. we address this real quick? Is that one of the first traits you see when you see men? Absolutely. The very first thing I look for outside of what that ass look like (laughs) is their teeth. Women need to have nice teeth. Because that tells me everything about your hygiene. But okay, Mm. continue. Well, first I looked at his tattoo sleeve. Huh? Why'd you pause like I that? She had to think about it. What? She was reminiscing. Uh-huh. First, I saw the tattoo sleeve, and then I saw he was the looking beard, at something, which mm. made me look at his teeth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What type of beard you got? Describe Why are we going so in detail about this? Because you can't what it looked like. It was. Longer than like a five o'clock shadow, mm-hmm. but shorter than like a small beard. It was like a good in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. 
I'll be sure to keep that in mind. Were his tattoos good? Yeah, they were really good. Or were they prison tats? No. <laughs> they were really good. <laughs> to get really good tattoos, you got to get money exactly. to have really good artists. Which makes me think that, honestly, this man is not in the kidnapping game. Because there's no money in the kidnapping That's true. game page. So the, the good news is he's not a kid. What if he's <laughs> the bad news is he might be a <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say he might be stalking her. I was gonna say, oh, I was gonna say maybe he was listening to the podcast and he knew about her love for Panda Express, so he was just waiting there. I just don't even think he knows about that. Is the po- is the podcast that nasty? It might now? be. <laughs> We're making sure. Yo, Paige, make sure you tell him about the podcast while you're there. All right, I'll bring it up. Yeah, we could take it to Alaska. They don't do anything in Alaska because it's so dark. All they do is listen to things. They have to. Oh my god, <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> it all adds up. Damn, this is wild. We'll have to update the. The, the listeners next week on how this yeah, goes. Yeah, for sure. I can do that. Uh, are we a first date kiss type of girl? Absolutely. Really mm. or nah? What if it's a great date? Like, this is the best date. He pays for your food, your drinks. You guys bond over weird rock bands <laughs> that you both listen to. And then he's like, girl, this is the best night of my life. You're my Rapunzel. <laughs> But I have to leave in the morning. Not even a little kiss then. Mm. Maybe if he was leaving and I would never see him again. Mm. But if it was going to be a consistent thing, no. No no first date. Are you sure, though? Yeah, like how long is he going to be sure, here? Though, for? I, remember... I didn't know. This this happened. This was like a 10-minute span of time. Y'all were making it out like I know way more information than I actually do. This is tricky, though. Because I remember a first date kiss situation where we were all together and you may or may not have had your hand slobbered on on the first date. Me? Yeah. What are you talking about? We're getting in the car to leave. We're getting in the car to leave. Oh, boy, ask for your hand. Oh. Licks up on it. And then you just left him. Wow. Yeah, but I didn't kiss him. He kissed me. I mean, I guess. And he kissed my hand. Hmm. He didn't kiss my mouth. That's because you weren't trying to get That's out the car. That's almost even more personal. That's almost even more personable. Not really. It's just really awkward. And I didn't kiss him because I'm he had for somebody to kiss my hand. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Those are minor details. <laughs> I don't think that's very minor, uh. but okay. But yeah, um, no, and and that was like this. Do you remember that was like the second time that week that my hand had been kissed? Was it? Yeah, because remember we were literally we had literally just told Haley about it because something had happened in Kentucky before I came up to Philly, and then we were telling Haley about it when we got to her house, and then he did it to me again, like the her friend. Mm. Hot hands. This says something about you. What are you doing? That makes people lust after your hand, but only your hand. <laughs> but only my hand. Yeah, I. 
Bro, I hope this guy kisses your hand tonight. I will die. I will literally die. I hope the moment you walk in the bar, he kisses your hand. Damn, just sets the tone. Wow, that would be something. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that keeps happening to me though. It's a blessing and a curse. You're not wrong. I mean, there's really no blessing in it. I'm not wrong. <laughs> it just sounds like a curse, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I I just don't know. But you've you all have already talked me out of it, so I don't even have to go. Oh, you're definitely going. Well, you're you're making me think I might get kidnapped. Yeah, but you're going squad deep, so it's all right. Literally, everybody escapes their kidnapper eventually anyway. That's just not true. (laughs) 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 Shout out to all those girls that have gotten abducted in Kentucky, and they found one in, like, Reba. Where's that? Kentucky. Um, Did she escape? What? No. Is she alive? Mm. Oh. Boy, you should have led with this. <laughs> yeah, no, she she was found dead. Mm. Well, you're going you're going with the squad, so it'd be fine. Anyway, speaking of people going by themselves places, this is a good mm-hmm. segment yep. into uh porch talk sports talk, starting with NFL free agency players. That transition was about a C, but we can work what? on it. <laughs> that transition was about a C. Oh, it was terrible. But I just didn't want to talk yeah, there were definitely some better openings, but it's all right. Um, what do we cons- – I don't even know what you consider the biggest free agency thing that's happened so far. Um, I think the biggest one that happened so far has got to be Odell to the Browns. I did not see that one coming, to be frank. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I thought they were going to keep him. That's what they made it seem like. It happened so fast, so I don't I don't know. The Browns are now loaded, though, because Odell, Landry, the tight end, and Gwap, and, and Gotque, or whatever. David Njoku. David Njoku. Yeah, there we go. The running back. And they still have uh, Duke Johnson. They've got still got the receiver Callaway, who can burn and catch balls. They got a nice squad right now. Their defense has been in. I'm not gonna lie, you keep cutting in and out, but I know what you're saying. Oh, good, good. Um, That's my sleeper team. I, can you even call them a sleeper team at this point? <laughs> I think you still got to call them sleepers because they haven't won anything in like 30 years. I mean, yeah, but they almost made the playoffs last year. And they just yeah, added so them. many They've pieces got... now. And they're still yeah. probably going to add some more pieces. Yeah, I got to see what they draft. <laughs> This is more about what the Giants are doing, though. Because what the fuck are the Giants Bro, doing? Bro, I just saw a ESPN notification that the Giants are sticking with Eli to be their starter for this season. Yeah, I saw and that. I just don't understand that. Because they're stupid. And, like, I mean, 
Jabril, Jabril Peppers, whatever. I wouldn't. He's not definitely Odell worthy, and I don't know if the seventeenth pick and the ninety fifth picker. I mean, it's better than what the fucking Steelers gave up for Antonio Brown. But yeah. on the herd, they were saying that um, they had better offers from the sources he had talked to. There were better offers, but they refused to trade him within the NFC. Ooh. And if that's true, I don't understand that. Because I see, I can get not trading him within the mm-hmm. division, but to rule out 15 other teams is ridiculous. Especially if there's better offers. Yeah. Because the 17th pick, that ain't shit. Yeah. I wonder who else was, who, did he say who else like was throwing offers out there? He didn't say who else. But he kept implying that it was San Francisco. I mean, they've been making moves. Yeah. And they didn't get A.B., so I could have seen them have tried to get Odell once I found out Odell was available. I mean, they just traded for D. Ford not too long ago. Yeah, they did get D. Ford. And they, who else did they sign? I'm trying to look through all this free agency stuff. Didn't they just sign, um, who the fuck was it? Tevin Cole. They got the running back. Yeah. Bro, they got Matt Parita, Jerry McKinnon, and Tevin Coleman. Yeah, but McKinnon's coming off of that ACL still. Yeah, I think that's too many. Like, I think that's the issue that Eagles ran into last year, where you just had too many backs. And unless you, you really just need to, you kind of have to do it the way the Saints are doing it, where it's like you have Kamara doing it, and then you throw Ingram in there every once in a while to just get a couple of power yards. Yeah, it's got to be a one-two punch, or it's got to be a clear starter, and anyone else on that team is his backup. Yeah. And the Eagles, yeah, you're right, because the Eagles had three running backs who were, like, all at the same level. And that kind of happened with the Ravens, too. They are like three at the same level running back, so then it's hard to get a rotation. Yeah, especially when you're like, it's not consistent on a week to week basis, and it's it's all about rhythm when you're running back. So you can't just go in cold on like a third and four and just expect to like get those yards unless you're like dominant. Like you can just pull like Garrett Blunt, where you're just gonna put your shoulder down and get stopped, and then somehow pick up seven. Yeah. God, um, let's see what else happened. Um, AB, we got to discuss AB to the Raiders, but more important, we've got to discuss AB finally cut that blonde mustache. Yeah, uh, it's about time. And from what I'm looking at, I think he cut his hair as well. Nah, he just unbraided it, bro. I don't know. I just saw I just saw a clip of him at the uh, his welcome to Oakland. I swear I thought I saw that earlier, and I just thought it was all pulled back to the back. But I couldn't 100% tell. Um, I'll try to find another video. Yeah, that... That page, as a Steelers fan, how do you feel about that trade? Honestly, have not been paying attention, to be honest. So, I'll tell you. I mean, you basically gave up your... You lost two star players in one offseason. Sounds great. And it's not even because, like, you didn't have a cap room. Because one was already under contract. Literally. But Antonio Brown is officially gone for a third and a fifth round pick. <laughs> How does that make any sense? It doesn't. But we also didn't do great this past season. So, 
I'm not I'm not expecting much to be fair. With AB gone, it's gonna be hard for the Steelers. Juju we're gonna now find out that Juju's not what everybody thought he was. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said this way back when and you thought Juju had it in him. What are you talking Literally, about? Here's the thing. I was talking to Rob. Shout out Rob. Oh, all right. He did he did bring it. It's like kind of in the back of his head. He kept like braids in the back, but not in the front. It kind of looks stupid. I was talking to Rob, and the more we started to think about this, Juju has a lot more like Roddy White, Muhammad Sanu, mm-hmm. and Quan Bolden to him yep. than number one. That's what I was saying. So now that he's got to be the number one, there's going to be problems. That's what I said. I tried to tell you guys. I'm like, look, Juju's good, but he's still too young, and he's not that kind of like he, – he's not a number one. He's a good number two, but that's about it. Yeah, it's going to be hard for the Steelers, man. And then James Conner's going to have to live up to that. I mean, I still think James Conner's a good running back. Nah, you don't think James so? is done. I think James Conner, the only reason he did as well as he did was because, um, excuse me, because he had Juju and A.B. out there freeing up all that space. With A.B. gone, shit's going to get a lot tighter for everybody. Oh, they're going to come more against the line. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And the thing with Lake, when they had Le'Veon, they couldn't do that. Like, A.B. still got singled sometimes. Because they'd have to respect the run. Yeah. Because Le'Veon would do something to you. And they're not, I don't think they're going to put that type of respect on James Conner right now. Mm. Yeah, that's. Mm. Okay. Um, Nick Foles to the Jags. I don't, ideally, if I was his agent, I would have fought against that. Because he's going to a team with great defense, but no weapons. And their defense wasn't even that great last year. They were real yeah, shaky. Their defense, they fell apart, and they started trading and cutting players this year. Yeah. So. I'm surprised, though. I don't even know one receiver on that team right now. D.D. Westbrook? Is he still on there? If D.D. Westbrook is the best thing that comes to mind, it's a problem. <laughs> I want to say D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, he's on there. He's there. Yeah, he had six touchdowns, seven seven hundred yards, five touchdowns left uh, last year. Damn. Pretty much a stud out in Jacksonville for fucking for, for Blake Bortles and or whoever else they want to put in the fucking back or back there during the rest of the season. I'm. I mean, again, everybody saw it coming, and he got paid. I forgot how much of it's guaranteed. I'm gonna try to look that up right now. But, yeah, I can't remember how much is guaranteed. Let's see. It's a four-year, eighty-eight million with a fifty-point-one guaranteed, dude. And doesn't it have the chance to become one hundred and two, like with incentives? Probably. I think that's what everything is at this point. Uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's so much money for Nick Foles. I just don't get why Tom Coughlin would do that. Yeah, that was that was dumb. They're gonna have the same results as they have with Blake Bortles. They're gonna be. I think he'll do a little bit better, just because like it's not hard to be better than Blake Bortles. You're not 100. Uh, that's about it. Here's my thing, though. 
worth is it worth giving someone all that money to go from four and twelve, five and eleven to seven and nine? Because at the end of the day, you're going to be two more wins and still sitting at home. Well, the, I think that Jacksonville has the thought process when they made that uh, almost was it AFC Championship run or almost AFC Championship run? No, it was AFC Championship. Um, I think that they think, oh man, we got there with Blake Bortles. If we just had someone a little bit better, and mind you, Blake Bortles played out of his mind that playoff run. Oh, he did. Like I still don't. I I still 100% was not in agreement when 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 they gave him that extension. But he played good that but so I think they're like, Oh, if we have Nick Foles there, we can totally make for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But this ain't the same D that they used to be. It's not. And I think I'm I'm not gonna be surprised if they trade Jalen Ramsey because they Yo, don't want to pay him. I can see that happening before the draft. Um that's what I'm thinking. I'm like I'm kinda waiting to see like, oh, Jalen Ramsey gets traded, blah blah blah. This A-B situation is the worst thing that can happen for NFL team owners, especially for players with personas and Instagram following and clout like A-B. So Jalen Ramsey falls into that line. Odell falls into that line. Players who think that they'll be able to strong arm the team into giving them more money or trading them to where they want to go. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good time to be outspoken. I saw someone, I can't remember what it was when it was on ESPN. I don't watch ESPN that much anymore because I'm on Fox Sports Undisputed. But uh, one of the commentators was like, the NFL is slowly turning into NBA with all of these trades. And it's nasty now. Dude, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, this is almost like if I was playing like Madden and I was like, let me see what I can just fuck around and trade and like see who I can like put on what team. It's like I I don't know, man. Maybe it's like just I'm way more cognizant of this like off season, but I just feel like there's so much more going on than ever before. This is the most I've ever seen with this type of like players at this level. This is the most I've ever seen because you got maybe two of the top three receivers who were traded. Yeah, you got maybe the number one or two back. We'll say at least a top three back who bullied his way out of playing for a whole year to go make guaranteed money with the fucking Jets. <laughs> so, like, so bunch of unheard of shit. You got teams moving on from Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks and sending them to bum-ass teams, i.e. Nick Foles going to the Jags, fucking Joe Flacco going to the Broncos. Like, I think, what it, there's so much moves going on. It's almost as if, like... Like NFL Twitter is controlling these, uh, like all these executives, dude. That's what it feels like. Like, tell me it's, in what world that Cole Beasley gets a twenty-nine million dollar contract four years with the Bills? Yo, when I saw that shit, I was like, "What?" Like shit like that. <laughs> he him. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. Like Cole uh, Beasley. Like Jordan Hicks got thirty-six million four years. He's not a good linebacker. Yeah, there, there was a lot of big money thrown around. Anthony Barr got $67 million. Yeah, but Anthony Barr was going to make more if he came to the Jets. If he came to the Jets, he was going to get like 70 something And he yeah, turned it down to stay. No one likes the Jets. 
That's yeah. why I'm shocked Le'Veon went there. Yeah, but I don't. I think he's just. You gotta have faith in Sam Darnold if you decide to go play there. That's a lot of faith. I mean, they what? It's they still a big market. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, they signed um. Who they get? Jameson Crowder. Maybe the Redskins slot receiver. Yeah, I think they got him. So they got little pieces coming together. Their defense looks like it's going to be good. I just four years, fifty-two. I would have taken a two-year deal and gone somewhere. But thirty-five of that is guaranteed. So, but that's not even that much. I think the Steelers were offering him more. Nah, the Steelers weren't going to give him any more than eighteen guaranteed. They said mm. in the report. That's why and his franchise tender was fourteen and a half. So he wasn't going to sign long term and only get four more million guaranteed. He kind of made out with this. I think they said the only richer guaranteed contract is Todd Gurley's. Yeah, it's uh, Gurley and David Johnson. But do you really want to play for the Jets? No, I would not. I See, if he didn't make such a big deal about getting paid, and he just like maybe said he was sitting out because, like, you know, if he wanted to pull like an AB, like the Steelers are racist with their slave master mentalities or whatever, and did that, he could have taken a little bit of a pay cut and then gone to a contender. Because the Rams are still throwing out money like they have it, and the Chiefs are throwing out money. He could easily have gone to a contender. Yeah, but the Chiefs are also cutting crazy. I mean, they're. I mean, I feel like every. I mean, everybody's doing it now, dude. Hey, the Falcons feel like we have a cut nobody. He lost Tevin they Coleman. Can't... Yeah, he had to go. No, he was a free agent. We just couldn't sign him back. Yeah. You can't pay him and Devontae Freeman top dollar. I don't think he even got paid that much. No, he didn't. It was like a two-year $10 million, so he got shysted. Yeah, I was kind of like, uh, the Eagles couldn't just throw him that money. We, we probably could have kept him at that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Eric Berry got cut. But I think the most outlandish thing I've seen all free agency was a Landon Collins contract. Oh, that's almost laughable. Oh, my God. You just paid a safety that much? And I like Landon Collins, but that nigga's really just a fast linebacker. You just paid him that much money, and he cannot cover anyone. Bro, six years, $84 million with 45 guaranteed. But that's the Redskins. They give everybody a bad contract. Like, so you're just going to have... Him and Josh Norman out there. I forgot Josh Norman was still on that team. That's how irrelevant he's been. Exactly. Nah, dude. This whole free agency has just been wild. And I just can't wait for more notifications to come through for them to tell me what other stupid shit's happening. Being from the DMV, I've seen so many crazy shit because of that signing. I saw someone fucking Instagram it. And they were like, the second coming of Sean Taylor. Don't disrespect Sean Taylor like that. And I was like, y'all realize 2.0 would mean better. Yeah. This nigga probably wasn't, this nigga isn't as good as Sean Taylor was in high school. Yeah, he's, Sean Taylor is a whole different level, dude. I was like, this is crazy. That's all fake this. What did you think about the Eagles trading for Deshaun Jackson? It's a feel-good story because, and I'm not even an Eagles fan. It's a feel good to see him come back because he really never wanted to leave Philly. It was Chip all Chip Kelly, Kelly dude. That's yeah, Snake. Chip Kelly ran him out. So I think it's cool that he gets to come back. 
I don't know necessarily how he fits in, though. I mean, you know, obviously I'm more of an Eagles fan, so I was looking more into it. And basically, I mean, they kind of need that deep threat, even though I really think they could have used Aguilar more of it. I think he does have that speed if you just throw it to him. But honestly, they were showing, like, stats from all the all the routes that Deshaun runs, pretty much all the routes that, like, Wentz thrives on. So I think it'll be interesting to see how well he actually does. Yeah, but D-Jack is always banged up. He doesn't pra- He hasn't really practiced much of his days with the Redskins. He's still fast, and I'll give you that. But I think him fast had something to do with him being down in Florida and it always being worn. That's true. I don't know if that translates to coming to play in the cold when you're an old man now by NFL standards. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that they traded for him, I was a little upset just because I knew that the Tampa was going to cut him anyway. I was like, why would you trade for him? I mean, I guess you were worried about getting a comp pick for him if they cut him. I don't really know. But I was like, mm, we probably could have just got him for cheap. And D. Jackson, not one of those good attitude receivers. Because he was throwing, like, tip returns was last year about not getting enough balls and, like, saying that he wanted to stick with the first quarterback and not go back to Winston. Yeah. So can you imagine what's going to happen when he goes back to Philly and he's not getting his balls? Because right now, just for me looking at it, Jeffrey's still the number one. Oh, 100%. Aguilar is still, in my opinion, better than D-Jack at this stage of his career because Aguilar works that slot miraculously. He but does. Foles didn't really use him, but Wentz did. So Aguilar can play. And then Tyler Ertz is the most thrown-to tight end Zach in the Ertz. league. Oh, shit, my bad. Yeah, Zach Ertz is the most thrown-to tight end in the league. So it's... I don't know. When... Maybe you pop D-Jack one or two go routes in the game, but I don't see him having that many opportunities. I think if you're going by passing, if you're going at who's getting the ball thrown to, it'll go Ertz. Ertz, I think Jeffries will get more passes now since there was a whole controversy about it at the end of the season. Um, so Ertz, Jeffries, Aguilar, probably Dallas Goddard, and then Deshaun Jackson. I think that's how it'll probably go. You'll probably hit your running back a little before DJ. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I just think they – I think it was more of just kind of like, uh, like yeah, we just kind of want to bring him back home and he wants to come home. What is all said in Tampa? I can't remember. Uh, I think we sent them a seventh and they sent us back a sixth or a little reverse. Let's see. Yeah, we sent them a seventh and we got a sixth. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut in training camp. No way. Hands down. They signed him on a three-year contract. Wait, they gave him a new contract, or that's what the Bucks had him on? No, I'm like pretty sure they restructured him for a three-year, like fifteen million dollar contract. That's not it. If that's I, it, then I'm sorry. Yeah, let's see. Because I'll just pay them to cut him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they restructured it. I hope to God they didn't, because if they restructured it, this is terrible. Yeah, they restructured it. So they tried to take thirteen million. Yeah, something. I'm pretty sure. I don't have the exact details up here, but I'm pretty sure they restructured it. Hope they didn't give him no guarantee. Oh, uh, you know they probably did. I'd cut. I'd, he has to get cut from what I see it. Because whatever he's making, he's going to be making more than his production is going to show on the field. Because I just don't see there being enough balls for him to get involved enough. I think maybe they'll try to start throwing it deep. I think that's what the Eagles really lacked. Yeah, but if you go deep to me, I'm going Jeffrey. Jeffrey. 
I'm going Jeffrey for sure. I make him go there and get it. He's huge. And he's the most – the Eagles underused him so bad, I don't understand it because Jeffrey's a monster. Oh, my God. Jackson, one year left. Bro, they said the Eagles restructured his contract, and he's going to get three years, $27 million. Yeah, that's a terrible deal. Oh, God. He better. He, if he doesn't produce, it's going to look real bad. Yeah, this is just a feel-good story. Because he's, they, I don't know how he could produce. Bro, people were talking after that. They were talking about bringing back LaShawn McCoy. And I was like, ooh, I'm real good on passing on that one. Here's the thing, though. I think Shady's still got some juice. I think Shady's cut from the same cloth as, like, Le'Veon and A.B. And a little bit of Randy Moss. Because Randy Moss did that shit when he went to Oakland. And then he just got revitalized when he went to New England. I think he went to Buffalo and just didn't want to play ball no more. Honestly. I mean, that remember that dude that quit in the middle of a game last year? Like, it's just a common thing. Oh, he's now. back. Is he really? Yeah. Because he was on the top 101 free agents or whatever. He unretired, like, last week on Twitter or something. Was, so, was he It was, was he in the last year of his contract? Because I'm pretty sure even if he retired, he's still on nah. the rights. Because that was what happened with uh, Marshawn Lynch. A, uh, he was on a one-year deal. Oh, he's smart. So, I don't but they made him give back some of that money, I want to say. He had to give back some of the guarantee. I mean, I don't hate it. But, yeah. but no, that's what I think happened to Shady. I think he got to Buffalo. It's cold. They lose a lot. I cannot want to play football up there. I can envision that. I would pick him up for, like, I'd give him a veteran minimum. Oh, Shady? He's not coming back for that. Bro, he had uh, five. He's not walking in your door for at least less than half. Of what Le'Veon just Bro, got. he only had 500 yards last year. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh. You're not gonna. You're not getting any money off of that. I can pick up a guy off the street to do that for me. I would have to see him work out because that's where it's all at. I would have to see what he looks like during his workout. I think the Eagles. I hope they pick up Josh Jackson or Jacobs from uh, Bama. Oh, that boy with that first him. rounder. That's what I keep seeing. I'm hoping we snag him. The Falcons. Devontae Freeman needs a backup. What man? You should have kept having Coleman. You could have kept him for cheap. Nah, you know how fans get when there's too much familiarity. Oh, take Freeman out. He's hurt. Play play Coleman more. Shut the fuck up. Freeman's way better. Obviously. Why don't you guys pick up Mark Ingram? Wait, what? Nah, we'd have two of the same backs. Even though Freeman's small, he a bruiser. He wants to go in there and go in between the yards. Yeah, he gets too injured, dude. I feel like That's because he's tired. He was, well, he was out like I feel like he was out like all last year. Yeah, he only played like four or five games last year. God. But that means he's coming back healthy. We'll see. Didn't he have concussion problems too? That's what you got to watch out for. Uh, the asshole fan in me says, we'll run him until he can't run no more. <laughs> but the good guy in me says, I hope he's okay. Mm. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's so not genuine. <laughs> Speaking of needing to see them work out. I'm still in uproar about this nigga Kyler Murray and why he didn't run. Oh, my like, God. Kyler Murray, dude. I don't know what he's doing. And if he really thinks that him and his agent are smart enough to scam the league when the NFL scouts do this shit all year long and this is all they do, so they're going to know if something doesn't add up. And the anonymous source was saying that shit just did not add up with his combine 
and his gang tape and shit. You can't put on over 20 pounds in two months and look kind of flabby at the combine and then try to convince people that that's the way to actually play it, but then refuse to run so we can see if this is really what you play at. No, uh, I just, yeah, people, it's literally their job to, they spend the whole year evaluating you and they do this for years upon years. You're not just going to come in and like finesse them. This isn't the MLB where that league's a joke and that's not even a sport. <laughs> this is the NFL. <laughs> Literally. All I'm seeing though when I look up Kyler Murray is just man, he really impressed people on his pro day. I heard that he threw well, but people are still upset that he was not running. Which everybody here's my thing. I never doubted that he could throw the ball on air. And that's why I think people get caught. Fucking Blake Bortles look good throwing the ball on air. Mm-hmm. The issue, and I don't think this is as much as an issue with him as other quarterbacks. The issue with the combine and their workouts is, first off, they script these throws. So they practice these exact same throws in this exact same order for weeks before this. So that's issue number one. The second issue is we're going to put pads on you, and we're going to put a line in front of you. These niggas are 6'5", 6'6", all of them, and you have to look over them. And there's going to be people coming at you, and you got two seconds. That's the difference. And a lot of those other quarterbacks cracking the pressure and can't make those throws I think his issue is going to be he's not going to be able to see, which people are like, oh, no, that's ridiculous. No, I think that's going to be a real thing. I don't think he's going to be able to see as well. And then two, I do not think his body is going to withhold. Well, I don't – yeah, I think he's going to be probably too small. He only weighed – he uh, measured in, what, 5'10 at the combine. Yeah. 205. Um, no. And too small. People are trying – people are trying to compare him to Russell Wilson, who was like five. I think he was at six something when he measured the combine, and he was like two oh seven or two oh eight. But the difference between Russell Wilson and him, Russell Wilson is a specimen. That nigga is jacked. That's a thick dude, no homo. And this nigga Kyler, if you don't count his combine on the scale and you look at him play, this nigga is a frail quarterback. <laughs> so I don't. He might just need to go play baseball because I don't know. Russell Wilson came at 5'11", 204. But, but he's a jack 204. Yeah, 204 is – yeah. Hmm. I don't know. This Kyler guy, something don't add up. But we'll see. I hope to God that the fucking Cardinals take him. Oh, my God. Because this, oh. this will just continue the joke of a system that the Cardinals are ran. And I'm almost disgusted for Larry Fitzgerald. Bro, I was like, dude, just retire. You know you're not going to make the playoffs. He needs to find a way to get on the Patriots. Dude, oh, man. I would love that. I'd love to see him get a ring. He's done this for so long. I feel like the Cardinals could just, like, charity send him to the Patriots for, like, a seventh rounder. Listen, Bill Belichick will gladly give you a eighth-round pick for him. <laughs> and he'd make it work somehow. Yeah. Kyler Murray's 5'10", 207 at the combine. 20 pounds of that was water weight. Fucking dickhead, probably. Bro, he wasn't even wearing cutoffs. Like, come on. All right, boys. So now that it's 10 o'clock, 
we'll go ahead and move on to the next subject. As you want to talk about the shop? Oh. Yo. Um, the only thing we need to touch on the shop was A.B. And how he was spazzing on Big Ben and the Steelers. And the story he told, and this was before the Steelers traded him, when this uh, when it was recorded, and then it dropped on Sunday. So it was probably right around when he was traded. Anyway, the story he tells is that he went in to get rehab, and then Mike Tom, no, he went into practice and told Mike Tomlin he was a little banged up. And Mike Tomlin told him, if you're banged up, go home. And he said <laughs> that made him feel some type of way because it seemed like he didn't want them there with the team after all he put in and blah, 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 blah. So from there, he goes on to spaz on Big Ben. After already spazzing on Shannon Sharp and saying that Shannon Sharp is a bad role model and he's a coon because he's having a good time turning up on TV, which he should. Mm -hmm. So after he spazzed on Shannon Sharp, he goes off on Big Ben. He was like, he's a terrible leader. And he thought that he could call me out. Well, throw me fucking better balls. He was like, throw balls to the fucking defensive line. <laughs> asking me to catch it. He was like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. And he was dropping nigga heavy. And I was like, yo, he was heated. Yeah, you could tell he was generally upset by that. But I don't know, man. I don't. I just don't see why Mike Tomlin would like be like, bro, go home. Like, that doesn't add up. I think some of... Yes, the whole story doesn't all the way add up. So, there's probably something more that A.B. did in this because A.B. just strike me as a dick in the first place. Yeah. I like A.B. before he got his money. This new blonde mustache, big <laughs> chest, big chest A.B., it's not it. Bro, he just... Yeah, he... I like how in the interview he was like, man, I just came out of Central Michigan, six-round draft pick, man. Blah, blah. I was like, all right, bro, like, yeah. we get it. You weren't supposed to be here. <laughs> Literally. I really think – I'm telling you, man, I think Juju coming to the Steelers, he got a little shook because people were giving Juju the clout for having those big-time uh, catches and touchdowns. I think the thing that really upset him is Juju is built – like an NFL receiver. Yeah. And AB is not. AB is like that 5'10 little guy who overachieved and overachieved a greatness. Juju woke up and rolled out of bed in NFL wide receiver. Listen, man. USC product, telling you. Still upset the Eagles right, didn't draft do, him. Don't do that. It was Long Beach Cali that made him all of that. Mm, uh, I feel like it was the Hawaiian in him, whatever Hawaiian he has. Is he Hawaiian? He does tell He claims that. Uh, I think his family's Hawaiian. Maybe. I think they sent him to over in Cali. I mean, he's close enough. It's like an hour drive. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, in his fucking press conference indicted in, this nigga said that Gooden is like a father figure. And I was like, hmm? you call Shannon Sharp a coon? And you're on national TV calling the white man your daddy? Get out of here. <laughs> Leave forever. <laughs> Bro, I saw a video of him going over to Derek Carr's house and they were, like, talking. It was real awkward. And it also sparked a memory in my mind. When all this kneeling stuff with Kaepernick was going down, I'm pretty sure Derek Carr was, like, not here for it. Derek isn't here for it. Derek Carr is from a religious military household or whatever. And he spoke out on it. And that's why fucking um, Marshawn Lynch loved that nigga. 
but I remember Crabtree, not Crab, yeah, Crabtree and the other ones on the team, they were like indifferent in the locker room because they were like, he was trying to force their, his views on them and like assert leadership of that team and he wasn't a leader to them. And I was like, that's when it gets tricky. Yeah. Because that's your quarterback. But see, this also, it's reminded me of a point earlier. Uh, Fucking Amari Cooper's career almost died in Oakland. So what the hell is going to happen to Antonio Brown? Because once he got out of there, he was killing it with the Cowboys. I think that um, Derek Carr can make all the throws. They didn't have really a line to or a running game after Lynch got hurt after that first season. So I think that's when Amari's production went down some. I also don't think Amari fucked with John Gruden because he's a tougher type of coach. And apparently down in Alabama, you have the easiest receivers from what I've heard on first take and shit like that. So I think he was used to softer coaching. But then also, I think Amari is kind of a – what's the word I'm looking for? I think what we saw of Amari last season is not what we're going to see the next two three seasons. Because he came onto his rookie year hot. And in Dallas, they were force-feeding him the ball. It's not like he was busting his way open and burning away from coverages. They were force-feeding him the ball, and he would make some plays. I don't think Amari is one of the big-body, big-time receivers out of Alabama. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, ha- having him when Crabtree was there definitely helped out because Crabtree took a lot of eyes. Yeah. Oh, that was when he was his most productive. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we will see what happens with Antonio Brown because I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know what's going to happen with A.B., It'll be interesting to see what Odell and Jarvis Landry look like. That I can't wait to watch that Cleveland offense. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yo, did I send you that picture? Of what? Fucking my boy's uh, pops is wild on Instagram. He's an old head, and he just got on Instagram. <laughs> you know, he's on his worst. Do you know how E60 always, like, brings in their, like, stories? It's like, what if I told you blah, 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 blah? Yeah. He posted the picture of the Odell boat trip two years ago before the playoff game oh in Green God. Bay. And I was like, what if I told you that one boat trip would sink an entire franchise? <laughs> I hate that people draw to that. Giants abandoned ship. That people literally say, oh, the boat photo was like, that's the reason they lost in the playoffs. I hate that they say that. That shit had me weak. It's such a cop out. Yeah, they just. <laughs> uh, you know what? Speaking of photos, Conor McGregor got arrested for smashing some guy's uh, phone coming out of a club because apparently he was taking photos of Conor McGregor in a club. Are we? What did you say? I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I I feel like Yo, it's I'm fair not mad game. Yeah. I think. Because I've been read, I've been trying to read up on it. Because now, shouts to my boy Conor McGregor, always a big supporter. Uh, apparently, like the the guys like paid money to be in his like VIP section, and then they were like basically dick riding him the whole time. And then he wasn't trying to give him any clout, so they started talking shit to him. So then, like they kind of follow him out of the club at like five a.m. and they were like, "Oh, like Conor," and they like he thought they were gonna give him a handshake, and he was like. Fuck that! Like, took his phone, smashed it, and like took it with him. I yeah. was like, you can't really be mad at that if you're gonna be badgering someone like that. 
I could see why they'd be like, get the fuck out of my face. Especially a fighter. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't fuck with that. No, that's the way you got that's what makes it a little risky though. Cause you know like the public opinion and courts just in general, they're real risky when it comes to like, like boxers and UFC fighters. Cause those niggas have like a registered hand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you also, I feel like it's it's, it's more of a question in general because you had the thing with OKC with Russell Westbrook where uh, they were playing in Utah and the people are talking shit to him and he was like, I'm not going to have that. Like, I'll fuck you up. And then you got the shit with Conor McGregor. Like, I, there's lines to where we have to respect these people that are either famous or athletes. Like, you can't just say whatever you want. You can't do whatever you want. I would just agree. Russell's a little out of line for saying that he'd fuck his wife up, but I get it. He was in the moment. I mean, you can't tell another man to get on his knees like he used to and think that that was ever going to fly. I'm not going to lie. When I heard that, I don't know if that was like some race shit or if that was some gay shit. Because when I first heard it, I thought that was some gay shit. But apparently that was some race shit and it just missed I didn't, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't see that as race. I thought it was more just disrespectful. Because I don't really see how, like, with the racial aspect of it, unless you pull, like, a stretch of, like, you're on your knees picking cotton or something. Gay, but, like, all the sports shows I heard talking about it, they were making it race shit. So I was like, all right. I I mean, race definitely sells. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because how much longer do we have you for? Me? Mm-hmm. Probably a good four minutes. All right. I'm going to get through this AirPod controversy real quick. First conspiracy theory. So basically, I'm at work, and one of my managers has hearing aids. And he's telling me about how expensive it is and how insurance doesn't really cover it and how it's like a huge market to get into. You know, me thinking, hmm, I got to invest my money, so maybe I'll do that. And then I saw some with AirPods walk by, and it all clicked. Everybody now is wearing AirPods. If you're not wearing AirPods, you're basically fucking up and you're poor. You're getting shamed, so you have to buy AirPods. Ever since 2000s or so, music has been so easy to consume. People are constantly wearing headphones. People are listening to music, podcasts, movies, TV. They're always connected to their phones. They're always listening to something. You know what? Eventually, it gets a little too quiet, and you got to start listening to it louder and louder and louder. So people are now not only wearing ear pods, so they constantly have things in their ear. They're also blasting music on a, on a regular basis, destroying the hearing. Apple's sitting here setting us up for failure. They're making sure that we mess our ears up, and then they're making sure that we're constantly having things in our ear, getting used to it. So that way, 20 years down the line, when none of us can hear anything, they're going to sell us either AirPods that have hearing aids in them so they can help us hear, or just hearing aids in general. I put it together. After you told us that, the first time you gave us a little bit of it, mm-hmm. I had to look into this because I was like, damn. This is either the worst conspiracy I've heard or the best conspiracy I've heard. There's no in between. <laughs> the hearing aid industry is a 500 500- industry 
mainly ran by big <laughs> farm companies. Apple's trying to take over. I'm telling you, dude. I don't know what it like all clicked. Like nothing has ever made more sense in my life than Apple <laughs> taking over the hearing aid industry. I've never, I've never heard you talk about something more passionately either. Like it really, like I found like my thing. Like this is it. Like I'm calling out Apple. Like I'm taking it over. Shane Dawson will be making a video on my tweets when they come oh, out. Oh shit! That's what I'm saying. Wow. Bro, we're going to have to have the whole Porch Talk squad on the Shane Dawson conspiracy video. That would video. be wild. Damn, we Tony, I did it. Up. We really did it. I'm hyped. And we got Ezra for a minute, so let's wrap this fucking podcast up. Ez, give me your you know, music and TV recommendations. Music recommendations would help to be that Lil Nas X One Road Town. Was that it? One Road Town? I don't know. You would know. I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. Lil, type in Lil Nas X. First song that pops up. It's fire. Put it on. My movie or it's a million little reasons. Literally, I'm hooked. It's the sad, deep, gut-wrenching shit I've ever seen. me. This shit is great. He's cutting out really bad. Yeah, he is. Uh, you'll hear it on my regular podcast. <laughs> it's that damn Mansfield Wi-Fi, dude. Probably. All right, Paige, what do you got? Um, my music again. I'm gonna say the Our Last Night new album that just came out, Let Love Come. Specifically, the song "Bleed You" on that album. And then I think I already said this last week too, but I'm still watching the Heart of Dixie. Uh, this girl from New York. Alabama, and it's just so good. Like, I'm just gonna recommend it. Again. Are you like blasting this? Because I keep hearing echoes every time we talk. So, what? are you like blasting this? Because I keep hearing echoes every time we talk. No, when I'm gonna rush to do things after the podcast, I gotta go to the bathroom so I can get my bathroom deeds done as well. Oh, god, <laughs> apply some shaving cream. You'll probably hear the faucet turn on in a second when I continue to shave, and then I'll be out. Uh, Paige, do you hear your TV one? No. All right, what do you got for TV? Oh, no, I did Heart of Dixie. Oh, okay. Fucking great show. It is so good. My music would probably just be this podcast, and or if you want to have a good laugh, listen to Charlemagne the God uh, interview Uncle Ruckus. Quite an interview. Oh, I haven't seen that. Bro, you gotta watch it. It's so funny. Like, you just have to imagine people listening to it on the radio and then this black guy talking about he has reverse frilago and he's actually a white man. (laughs) And now we have to get all these colored people out of here and how they love Donald Trump. Now he's cured racism. It's hysterical. Do you love Uncle Ruckus? I don't know about TV. Yeah, I don't know. I probably AP Bio. Great TV show. <laughs> great TV show. Definitely check it out. I said it's great though. Mm, and I think we've hit the end of our podcast. So thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, all the engagement. You know, when we ask for topics, you know, just please keep listening. Tell a friend. Review it on Apple uh, Podcasts. Share it. We'll, you know, we'll shout you out if you share us. Uh, 
Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Have a good one.